Yeah, did anyone in this in this uh, podcast read the article? I read it. I just told you what the hell it was. It was a search engine for the freaking documentation. I'm done trying to do any work with you guys. <laughs> I'm talking to my agent in the morning. You are listening to PHP Ugly Podcast, Episode 8, recorded Saturday, April 30th, 2016. Today we're going to talk about our last meetup, getting started with, as a consultant, different tools we use in our day-to-day life and work, how we communicate with clients, Laravel changelog announcement, and Symphony's new document search. Let's get started. Hey, Tom. Hey, John. Hey, hey Eric. Eric. How's it going? <laughs> So funny running into you here. Yeah, on a Saturday night. Here I am surfing porn, and you show up. What the hell? <laughs> now we have to restart our intros. <laughs> How's everybody doing? How's everybody's week? Excellent, good. excellent. It's been a busy one. Aren't they all? It's good. They're all busy. Yeah, I think I do end up saying that every single uh, intro, don't I? That's <laughs> a good problem to have. Being busy is good, especially in our, our line of work. So what do we want to talk about this week? You know, I realized going back and listening to our podcast, for a PHP podcast, we do very little talking about PHP. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's true. I think that's, uh, that's what sets us apart from the other PHP podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we, we add that little something that's missing, which is not PHP. <laughs> What, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> that's a good. That's, PHP yeah, that's a good question. What is? We never said we were a PHP podcast. We're just PHP I, ugly. <laughs> I'm not sure why people would think that we'd actually talk about PHP stuff. Yeah, I mean we're not ugly either. So, so you know what was awesome about this week? We had a meetup this week. We did. We had an excellent meetup this week. Uh, we we got some good talks about automated auditing. Did you go to the same meetup I went to? <laughs> I cut it out. What the hell? For for the listener, Eric went to a party earlier before recording. It was a good meetup. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Thomas. I interrupted you. Uh, we did automated auditing. Uh, let me get the names on that. Actually, Daryl. Uh, I don't know Daryl's last name. Coon. That guy gives the best presentations. Yeah, that was really great. I tell you what, man, he he blows my mind every time he he talks. I, I told him he needs to start submitting to conferences. He's he's the perfect presenter for for a conference. Mm-hmm. What was his last name, uh, John? Coon. K U H N. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so we had automated auditing from uh, Daryl Coon, and we had uh, a presentation from Diego Dev's own Matt Henning. Uh, about all right. I ha- I have to uh, be honest. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by Matt. It was the first time he's done a pre- presentation. Been trying to get him to do it for years. Yes, absolutely. I was I was looking through the old SDPHP pictures and noticed that he was at the first meetup mm-hmm. that John held uh, years ago. So he's been with us for a very long time, and we've been trying to get him to do a presentation for a very long time. And if you know Matt. Uh, he is, in general, a very reserved individual. He's very knowledgeable, very smart, but he kind of he kind of holds back when when he doesn't engage in a lot of conversation. I was concerned about 
if we had kind of cornered him into doing a presentation. Now, okay, to to be fair here, you had just hired him, and then I had just told him he is giving a presentation. So we didn't ki- we didn't kind of corner him. We absolutely <laughs> cornered him. And he he did a great job. Yeah, it was I mean, excellent. He, he he knocked it out the park. Uh, unfortunately, streaming for that these presentations uh, sort of fell apart because it turns out that the guy who was in charge of streaming is the one who knows about streaming, and he wasn't in attendance that meetup. So, <laughs> so the guy takes a vacation and screws everything up for us. I I would say the fact that us getting together, not having been broadcast, probably didn't screw anything up for us. <laughs> It's probably even, better. Even yeah, though better we subject ourselves to that. <laughs> so yeah, so that was it. Was a good meetup. I, I liked it. We had a we had a good showing. Um, lots of great conversation afterwards. I think uh, I hung around later than I had any other meetup. I was going to say the same thing. We were there pretty late. Yeah, so it was a good meetup. Good meetup. We have a couple of uh, SDPHP meetups coming up in a couple weeks that I'm a little concerned about. We have we're going to try to do North County and downtown for the first time. Try to do them together, and I, I don't think either one of us have a presenter yet. I don't. I, are we doing them at the same time? I don't know if we're doing that. I think we are for the for the next one, anyways. Yeah, and because we we haven't had a chance to change the downtown agreement. And I'm trying to get Matt to do his presentation in a long form. Because we noticed that we kind of rushed him there at the end, and he seemed like he had more, and just a little, little bit of a different audience there. So I thought it would work out well. Yeah, well, I mean, he still he still works for you guys, so he does not work for us. Got to do is tell him. Nobody works for us. (laughs) Nobody works for us. We just give them stuff to do and pay them for it. Exactly. Contracting is weird. Contracting is weird. Contracting is weird. So that's a, that's a good let's let's bring up that that discussion point. So it's segways work best if you point out that they are segways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it would it would also help if somebody was actually updating Trello. I, I was just <laughs> I was just doing that as you said it. <laughs> Were you? I was. Somebody forgot to add a show eight board. So oh god damn it! I'm all, that, that was, I'm all over that. that. <laughs> Are you doing that? I am. All right. Eric, you just keep an eye on that bottle of whiskey. Someone keeps Man, I am someone keeps taking I stuff am out so of it. I'm so messed up. Oh my gosh. I am so, I, let me apologize to the two listeners that we have. That high? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both well, you know, they're my, both my mean. dog has a friend. Look, my dog isn't even in here. Look at this. Look. My dog isn't even in here tonight. Yeah, the heck God, You know it's bad when when Eric gets drunk and that scares the dog. We're <laughs> losing our demographic left and right. <laughs> oh man, consulting. Yeah, every everybody we do business with, they're a consultant, and that's that's a different lifestyle, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is, and you know I haven't really done the consulting thing full time. Uh, and I don't really, I, you know, the whole getting business thing is something that I've never had to deal with. Um, you know, I work with you guys, not for you, but with you, and you guys do all the the getting clients stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the things I learned going back five or six years ago now was having the meetup helps. 
you know, you're, you're making yourself part of the community and that's what people want when they're trying to find help. Sure. They look, they look to the community. So the organizer, organizer of Orlando PHP, that's how he got all his work. So it's one of the things I was looking to do once I moved out here. One, I wanted to help the community and if it turned into a consultant role, great. Um, and luckily it has. <laughs> so happy about that. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, just real quick off the cuff, pretty much all of our clients kind of came in through the community in one one form or fashion. Yeah. It, it seems like. The community is where people are going to find help. So they often approach us first saying, hey, do you know anybody looking for a job? And I always think of the people in our group that are looking. Right. And I, I point them out. We take job listings so that people that may not necessarily be looking right now but want to know about it, we put it out there. And as a last resort, I say, if none of that works, hey, I also have this Diego Dev Consulting Company. Because I'm not trying to push that up front. It's more like, yeah, it, we're here if you want if you want to go that route. But at the same time, we understand if you want to hire somebody, I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to help you help people in our group find work. And I will help that business find that person if necessary. If I yeah, can. I mean, our, our jobs at the meetup are to promote the people that are coming to the meetup and to help educate and entertain people. You know, it's not our, our main marketing platform. Right. And it's worked out pretty well for us. I mean, and we've we've always told potential clients and people we're talking to, listen, if we're not a good fit, keep us involved and we will help you find the right fit. Uh, you know, we don't want to take on jobs that we don't – doesn't work for us. Uh, we want to make sure we can take on jobs that we can succeed at and everybody's happy. And especially John and I where, you know, really it's – the only thing we have going for us is our reputation. Mm -hmm. um, and your so, striking good looks. Well, there's that, that too. <laughs> but there's a lot of teleconferencing involved. They can't just see you. I mean, but it is important to, to – I know John and I both feel that you know, we want to make sure that the PHP community just in general continues to get stronger and stronger in San Diego. And so we feel like one of the best ways of doing that is making sure – Qualified developers are hired in positions. We, if we're not a fit, we'll help you find the fit. Mm -hmm. And we've, I think we've offered that to everybody we've talked to. That's a good. That's a good slogan to have. Diego Dev, we're probably not a good fit, but we know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily a guy. We know a person. We know a developer. <laughs> Come on, let's be PC here. <laughs> But no, we're we're probably not a good fit. Do you guys actually listen to the final shows? Do you yes. hear how much I cut? Yes, I, I cut out huge. Pieces. I do not. I I cannot stand the sound of myself. I can't stand the sound of you either. Yeah, I say I the don't same. Know how I listen to you? <laughs> You've been doing a great job with the editing too. Ah, thank you, thank you so much. I hate doing it. I, it's funny because. It, I enjoy pieces of it, like figuring out how how to do things. Like, okay, oh, you know what I want to do? I want to do, you know, I want to do a fade in here, and then trying to figure out how to do it. But like, once I get it done, it's just a lot of listening to 
Thomas inhale and silencing it. Uh, <laughs> Listening to him exhale and silencing it. So. The clarity on this new microphone is fantastic. It's it's actually very nice. Yeah, good deal. 65 bucks for the whole setup. We're going to have to be quick because I'm almost out of my drink already. Well, you okay, you had mentioned that we're, we're using Trello here to organize things. Um, it's not doing a very good job. Well, it doesn't work itself. It does need someone to actually operate the thing. <laughs> you know, and, and one of the things as a consultant is that you do have to use a large set of tools because you're managing not just your own development, but you're managing paychecks and your yeah. Yeah. One of the things we've, uh, we've struggled with, or not struggled with, one of the things that has been introduced to us is we get a r- really nice workflow. Like I said, we use Trello, we use GitHub, we... We'll get a very nice workflow dialed in, and then a uh, a client will come on board, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we we use a whole different set of tools, and and, and we try to adapt, right? Obviously, as the hired party, we want to accommodate them. So it's been fun, it's been interesting, but you end up your inbox gets hammered." For the first couple of weeks until you learn how to start filtering things out. Mm-hmm. There's just so much information that comes in. But yeah, Trello is one of the tools tools we use. We use a couple, what, what do uh, okay? Let's talk. Let's talk about individuals here. So the cool thing is we're all developers, right? We all work. What are the tools that we have to have to work with? John, you go first. Uh, up until a couple years ago, I would have said Vim. Uh, now I've switched to PHP Storm because of the Vim bindings within it. I find that that tool indispensable. I've got, I've I've done plenty of talks on Vim where I said my editor is better than yours. You know anything you can do, I can do faster in Vim, which is always true. I've tried so many different. Not not true. Well, it, yeah, it's yeah. very true. It's very it true. is very true. And I've tried so many editors over the the past. 10 plus years and always fell back to them until PHP storm. You know, I got a, a one year license, which gave me enough time to really try it out. So I would say that's the big one. Yeah. I'm, I'm on my third one year license with uh, PHP storm at this point, And I, I couldn't imagine going back to any of the old IDs I've used. I've used eclipse net really? net beans you know, and the stability problems that they have, the performance problems they have are just, it's, you can't compare. PHP Storm is incredibly fast and, and really functional. Yeah, I mean, I've had yeah. some stability issues with PHP Storm, but got over them pretty quickly. Especially with now, with new releases, it's, you know, it get bad for a bit and then they get better over time. For for the sake of disclosure, we do have to say that we are sponsored, our, our SDPHP meetup is sponsored by PHP Storm. Which is... Yeah, true. how how they get but, you in? They give you that first year license for free, and then yeah. and then they charge you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, no, it's we we wouldn't have accepted a sponsorship if we weren't huge fans. And I I know that we absolutely love PHP Storm. Yeah, well, you guys do. Yeah, you do too. Don't even pretend. No, I don't. I mean, I like it. I, I like it a lot. I, you know, I'll, I'll use it, but I I'm I very regularly go back to them. Um, and to John's point, Vim is more than just the editor. Uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't use PHP Storm without the Vim bindings. Mm. Uh, and PHP Storm, hands down, that uh, idea Vim 
plugin, hands down, is far better than any other Vim emulator I've ever seen in any other editor. Yeah. And I've tried them all. Yeah, they, um, they do a great job. They do a fantastic job. And not only that, uh, they they allow you to do a bunch of customizations like you do with the VimRC. And, and John and I are a little different in the way we use Vim. Uh, John was a very out-of-the-box Vim user, which, to his credit, made him a lot more um, productive switching over to PHP Storm and using the Vim there. Myself, I, I'm a heavy Vim plugin user, and to this day, I, I continue to use Vim. I, I'm probably... I, I try to cut back uh, because the, the debug in PHP Storm is hands down, so much better than anything else. I, I got XDebug working in Vim, but it's still, it, it's nothing compared to PHP Storm. Um, and what, I, what I've been finding myself doing is I'll go back to Vim and I'll say, okay, what is it about Vim right now that feels natural? Because I've been using it for so long, and I have so many plugins that I use, there, there are certain things that, that just feel natural. Yeah. And once I get that identified, I'll go back to Storm and say, okay, how do I, how do I emulate what, whatever that feature was? So, what do you guys use for for database stuff? Because I'm I'm au natural. I use the MySQL command line client. That's all I use. I, I did for years, and uh, a couple years ago, I started using SQL Pro from my desktop, and prefer that now. Uh, I still get in and to the command line often enough, but I do like having that, that interface. SQL Pro is awesome. Unfortunately, it's Mac only, but it is a very, very easy to use interface, SQL Pro. And then, and we also do a bunch of Postgres as well, which is something else we need to talk about at some point. It's the difference between uh, PHP and um, PHP. MySQL and Postgres. You're trying to make this a PHP podcast. We've established it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take but, uh, take that over to my MySQL ugly. There was there was some uh, there was some interesting podcasts about Postgres recently, um, but we we use both. We have clients that use MySQL. We have clients that use Postgres. Postgres clients are so far behind the MySQL clients, it's not even funny. Well, the, the I mean, installed user base is so much lower as well. Yeah, I'm not sure why, because I, I, got, I got to be honest with you, there, there's some compelling arguments to go to Postgres. And uh, fortunately for us, we do so much of our work in the Laravel framework, it becomes very transparent to us, because of the migration, right. the way we interact with the database, which makes it very pleasant. At the same time, I'm sure we're not taking advantage of some of the features in Postgres that we could be taking advantage of. But the clients, man, my God, the clients for Postgres are terrible. Terrible. So if anyone out there is looking for an open source project to contribute to, fix the Postgres client situation. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, database... Uh, editors, anything else? What what else? Well, we use is out there? we use a lot of SaaS solutions. Um, okay. So we have we have Trello, we have Slack, we have Google Docs. Um, so let's talk about Slack for a second. Do you find that more of a pain in your ass, like too much communication, or do you like it? 
I like it. I don't. I mean, I you can sort of tune it out a little, just like IRC. Yeah, I tend to you do know. that a lot. People, unless somebody mentions my name, I'm not in there. I'm, I'm trying to get shit done. Then I feel bad if I do get mentioned going in there and having to scroll back two or three pages to find out what's being said. Yeah. Well, we we have a sort of a unique use case because we have a general channel, and we have a lot of people who are doing you know development in their development channels as well as just hanging out in the general channel mm-hmm. yeah but the reality of it is john, john's in the same boat as i am uh, every project channel if i if i see conversation in there I, I need to go in and see what's being talked about it's 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 really my way of staying on top of things so that that's what's that's how we use slack we have channels for each project and developers for that specific project are in there being our company, <laughs> we're part of every project. Right. <laughs> Slack is it's funny because Slack is one of those things that I, I wasn't a huge fan of initially. And as I got more people involved and uh, we started using it for the company, I, it, it's become pretty irreplaceable. And trust me, I'm trying to replace it. I'm not trying to replace it. I'm trying to find an alternative because... As as a CTO of the company, <laughs> I don't I don't want to be locked into a solution. So I want to make sure that I can jump ship and not interrupt our workflow too much to uh, to continue using. And, and there are some very good alternatives out there, some open source alternatives. Which again, I'm a huge fan of the open source world uh, to Slack, but they're still behind, pretty far behind what Slack offers and. I tell you what, Slack is a nice tool. It's a it's a very nice tool. It's a great tool when you're trying to work, but and and I'm all for people getting in and having fun. But sometimes that can be distracting to the people that are trying to trying to work at that moment in time. Yeah, and vice versa. Sometimes the people trying to work are really just crapping on all the fun everyone's having. Yeah, I do that a lot. I mean, I that's again going back to tuning it out. I I'm able to, and I'm able to to work. I don't know that everybody's able to do that. So Google Docs, you, you mentioned Google Docs. That's another that that's a game changer to me because I I remember there was there was a time where you didn't have a company and you you wouldn't even consider not having Microsoft Office and SharePoint. Um, if you were a company, you had some kind of uh, uh, shareable file system that was managed by uh, an operations guy. You know, it's. There's there's huge amounts of work involved in managing file shares and stuff like that. And with Google Docs, man, I don't I the, can't understand people buying Office anymore. The collaboration itself is amazing. Yeah, I've done I've done bug fix docs where we've had six people at the same time editing one uh, you know, their own line of the doc and highlighting things and talking to other people on the same doc and yeah, the collaboration is incredible. Do you guys get worried though that that you're giving too much to uh, to Google? No, I just I get over that quickly. Yeah, I think Maybe. if you're if you're breathing, you're giving Google too much information. So I'm you're left without options. Yeah, it's exactly. Google or Microsoft. Pick your poison. Yeah, to- to- you're totally right there. Yeah, and. and then- there's concern that you know Google tends to shut things down occasionally. If it's not making them money, they'll just stop offering that. 
one, I don't think it would ever happen with this. But there's there are other alternatives, just nobody's using them. <laughs> yeah, it's what do you guys? Okay, so what do you guys prefer for uh, feature tracking, bug tracking, project management uh, solutions? Good question. Because I question. we're using a couple right now that uh, none of them I like. I mean, there's no all, perfect. There's no perfect one out there. You you're using Jira, right? I'm using Jira. I'm also using uh, Fogbuzz. Fogbuzz is another one. We use Redmine as well. Which has changed to Plan.io. Plan.io, We use Trello. So this is is an open space then. I mean, this is a territory where there isn't an app where we say, oh, well, why isn't everyone using this? Or I want to use something else, but I'm stuck because this is literally the easily easily the best one. So there, there is a space... In the market for project management and bug tracking, there is. I mean, each one has their their pros, but there are so many cons in all of them. Yeah, totally. So, moving on. Symphony added a search engine, and for those of you that might not know, Symphony is a PHP framework. It's a it's a very popular PHP framework. It's a very slow PHP framework. Well, this may be true. But it, you have to admit, every other framework that, that might borrow from another framework will borrow from Symfony. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is that I, I, I give it shit for being slow, but it's slow because Symfony, the framework, includes everything Symfony, the project. So whenever they come up with something interesting or fast or easy... It gets put into the Symphony framework. Um, there, there is the Slim version, uh, which is called Slim. Slim, yeah. Right. Uh, and that's the, that's the micro framework for Symphony. Right, and that that is just framework core uh, and and you know dependency injection and stuff like that routing, and right. you add the, you add the components piecemeal at that point, and that's where it gets much much faster. So Symfony is a massive project and a massive framework. I, I guess one of the challenges with Symfony was uh, navigating the documentation and, and finding the information you were looking for. So recently they they released a search engine to help navigate the Symfony documentation. And I just thought it was, it was noteworthy um, because it was PHP and I don't know. I thought it was a good thing to talk about. Maybe I was wrong. It would have helped if one of us read the article. <laughs> yeah, did anyone in this in this uh, podcast read, read the article? I read it. I just told you what the hell it was. It was a search engine for the freaking documentation. I'm done trying to do any work with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to my agent in the morning. Yeah, I've I've used a few uh, search solutions, um, Sphinx search, uh, stuff like that, and. There's definitely a learning curve to search systems. Um, my favorite one right now is Algolia Search, and that's Algolia. Algolia, and that's search as a service. So you basically upload your indexes to them, <clears throat> and then make your queries against their API. How do you spell that? A L G O L I A. Algolia. That's what I would have guessed uh, the spelling. It's not algolia.com, though. 
Uh, yep. No. A l g o l i a dot com. A l g o. Yeah, and it, it's it has provided a perfectly fast, sensible solution for us, and it has an excellent Laravel integration that lets you tie directly to models. So you can say when the model updates, update these indexes on these columns. Get the hell out of here! It's very nice. Wow, it can't be um, cheap then, right? I actually have no idea. Fortunately, in my position, I don't ever have to pay anybody anything, so. I just get no, to it's not. It's not cheap. It never is. I, I mean, there, there is a free tier. There is a free tier, um, then, but then there's a forty dollars a month. Yeah, fifty bucks yeah. a month for now. Fifty bucks a month lets you store a hundred thousand records and perform a million searches, which a hundred thousand records is not that much though. When when you talk about search, oh no no, and if you you can move up from there. I mean, it gets you know significantly more expensive. It goes it goes upwards of hundreds of dollars a month. Pretty quickly, yeah, up to six hundred and forty-nine dollars a month, actually. But now, now, is this playing in the same same field as like an Elasticsearch? It is, um, but they they run this sort of like a CDN. They have mm-hmm. <clears throat> they have uh, multiple servers around the world that you can yeah, point at. I, I was uh, going to say JavaScript based search. Change that to five replicated regions, and you're up to seventeen eighty five per month quickly. Yeah, pretty quick. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, it's pricey. It's pricey, but I mean, it, if you look at the free tier, ten thousand records with a hundred thousand searches, that's well, that's not bad. If you want to build a project and see if it's your thing, plus, like I said, integrating into it is in Laravel. Download the package, and then use the trait. And now you've got a search system. So it's it's nice to use. Uh, if, you've, if you've used different sort of roll-your-own search systems, pain then you know ass. how much... Yeah, they are total search, search in general is a pain in the ass. I mean, God, what's, what, I mean we, we've had clients that have just been so dependent on building a search engine, and I hate doing it. Yeah, it, so. it can, it's its own job if... You you could you could hire a contractor just to build you a search system, and, and it's not going to be any that's good. Why they, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's why that's we why can, they can charge fifty bucks a month for it, right? Because it, to us, it's offsetting a cost, and and it works. It just works. So, mm. plus you get a very a very nice SaaS web interface for managing your indexes as well. Definitely got to check that out. But. The Symphony search system does look nice. It looks like something that wouldn't be too difficult to roll your own out of. And it does have document building functionality in it as well. So you can build breadcrumbs out of your indexed contents. I'm I'm eating nuts. (laughs) You need to get back to your party. (laughs) We need to wrap this up. So something I've mentioned in the past is a site called Laravel. Have you guys heard of this one? Laravel.xyz? Nope. It's It was basically a service that took all the commits from GitHub on the Laravel framework and would notify you when a new version was tagged and what was changed in that version and stuff like that. And the reason this existed was because there was no change log with Laravel. That seems crazy. It seems absolutely crazy. It, it, 
even if you look at the the stable branch, the the LTS branch, at that point that that was released, there was still no changelog included. Wow. So the the big news in Laravel this week is that there are now changelogs included with tags, tagged versions. What? You have to have the changelog to know what to make sure your shit doesn't break. Well, what what was what was being done in the past was a sort of quick summary by Taylor in the documentation, but we're moving pretty fast as a framework now, and a changelog is is pretty mandatory at this point. So it's nice to have, although it is it is a little more work for Taylor. But it, oh, I mean, it's open source project. I'm, so, I'm sure somebody else would be willing to, to do that for him. And well, he is he is doing all of the merges though. He's handling all the PRs personally. But aren't there tools that will build that for you off of your commit messages and then? Oh my god! You I just, just go, read what just it go, says. I don't know. You could just go in, go in there and clean it up afterwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. I. It might. Maybe it's easy. Maybe it's hard. I don't know why it took up until this point to happen, but I'm glad it happened. Us too. So how do you guys communicate with, with clients? Are you, you talking about tools for communication? Or are you talking yes. about like methodologies? Or... Well, both, but tools being a big one. Well, I know, I know I have a, a serious voice. I've been told many times that when I'm on the phone with a client, I'm not, I don't sound like myself. Um, and I think I, I bring that to the meetups as well sometimes when you haven't <laughs> been you haven't been to those serious meetups ah um you know i for me communicating with a client is trying to identify their interest and correct their opinion on their interest do you know what i mean yeah. it's yeah trying to steer the conversation clients often think they want something that they don't really need and trying yeah, to or, or need something that they don't have any idea exists. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're experts in our industry because that's why they're coming to us in the first place. And so, you know, we have to sort of deliver bad news sometimes and say, oh, you know, I'm afraid that that's just not a thing that you can do. <laughs> or We can do it. Know. It's going to take a long time and you don't want to pay for it. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Or, or why is moving this button to the left... Uh, take one hour and moving this button to the left take three days. You know, explaining mm. that to clients can be very, very difficult. That is true. Um, as far as tools go, I mean, we use Skype, we use Hangouts. Uh, we actually uh, started using Slack with one of our clients recently, uh, inviting them. Even though we pay for our, our Slack channel, uh, we started creating client-specific rooms and then letting them into that one so we could have real-time communication with them if necessary. Yeah, and I'm kinda, it's... I'm kind of up in the air on whether or not that's working. The, the one thing I like about it is we've started filtering all of our Git commits and deployments to that channel. So if nothing else, the client can see when things are happening <laughs> within the environment. Right. Yeah, but see, I, I treat it sort of as like a do not touch channel. At go, going in there, there's sort of a warning that says, you know, warning, clients are actively watching this channel. 
Yeah, we and, yeah we're not going to have private communication in there. That's to communicate with the client. Sure, Obviously. but you know you have to be careful about what channel you post uh, dick butt gifts in. This is true. Or or, or or ask certain questions. And, yeah, yeah, totally. But at the same time, I mean, we we do want to open it up to a certain level of transparency. I I would like to see more more general higher higher level conversations happening in that that channel, just so that the client can see how we're, how we work through issues and have an opportunity to to interject uh, conversation. Uh, but yeah, it's it's difficult, and and a lot of it falls on you're, you're you're entrusting your developers with a lot of common sense on when to talk in the client channel, when not to talk in the client channel. Which and is I, why I've never spoken in the client channel. I have no common sense. It's just it's just a hands off for me. But what happened to your serious voice? My serious voice is only on phone calls. I can pull it together then. Get a keyboard in front of me and that all goes out the door. (laughs) I don't know what my fingers are doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not yet... I'm not ready yet to mark it up as a failed experiment. Um, And and we've actually... We actually have it queued up for another client that we're bringing on where we're going to have the same sort of structure. But but, they, uh, but both of these clients have developers in-house and can chat with us on a higher level when we need to. That's why we did it to start. Right. Yeah, yeah we'll see how it goes. Other than that, we try to keep communication into the bug system, whether it's Trello or Plan.io. Yeah. I, I have to say, back back on the Slack conversation, I do enjoy how much internally our, our company, how active our Slack is, and how quickly developers will post questions inside Slack, inside their project, reach out to other developers, because as the fact that all of us are remote, uh, I mean, we have an office, um, but we rarely go to it. None of the developers go to it. Oh, they'll go to it occasionally, but um, everybody's remote. For, for 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 simplicity, everybody's remote, and and Slack is really the office water cooler slash lunch room slash conference room slash everything else. Yeah, it's and, our it's our office. Yeah, yep. and it's just so much good conversation going on in there. It's it's good. I love I love the fact that there's voice. Uh, voice over chat now or over slack now as well because occasionally typing things out just takes too long so you you put in a forward slash call and you're you're talking to the person directly it's been very helpful yeah i haven't really dove into it yet but it does seem like it's a pretty handy integration to have yeah we use it all the time it's just a quick phone call same thing as using uh, skype to have a quick call. Just yeah, what integrated is into the Skype tool. is just awful. It is, and it's getting worse. Yeah, I agree. Just makes no sense. Well, it does make sense, but well, it, it sounds like we're barely keeping Eric here. 
Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm about to head back in. I got the wife asking me when, when I'm coming back, so I'm going to be heading out. Uh, a couple yeah, she notes. wants to know when you're going to pass out at the party and so they can get the Sharpies out. <laughs> Since we are trying to be a PHP podcast, I do think it's worth noting that PHP 5.5.35, 5.6.21, and 7.0.6 have all been released. So there, we did our PHP. And those, yeah, those are basic PHP security fixes. There's nothing really significant there. Um, yeah, they're all point .x, point .x releases. Yeah, we have seen some interesting PHP RFCs come through this week, actually. Do you guys want to take a take that for one second? Have you guys sure. looked at the PHP RFCs? Absolutely, 100% have that. Ditto. There's some really interesting stuff that people want to bring into PHP, and having seen the drama that surrounded PHP 7, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but there is there is some interesting stuff coming down the pipelines, and uh, uh, one of them is piping. Have you have you guys seen that at all? No. There's is that like Unix piping, like the Unix pipe. Yeah, hmm. uh, where instead of the the standard format of nesting child in the parent, that instead you would have the child pipe to the parent. So it sort of it sort of completely inverts the appearance of the code. Um, it's it, I guarantee it's going to be a hotly contested one because it looks very foreign to to the normal PHP that you're used to. I'd like to check that out. All right. Well, for tonight, I think we're going to call that a podcast. I have more drinking to do. Me too, but not <laughs> on the air. Yeah, me me too. Yeah, right on the air. Hopefully, if, if, um, if you want to continue what? watching me drink, I'll have a my free cams channel up. Really? No. How much? How big is your ego, man? How, how much attention do you need? Watch hey, me vape, man. I haven't. I didn't choose this life. This life chose Welcome me. Welcome to the vape podcast. That, that's our next venture. Watchmevape.com. Oh God. Yeah, that's just called YouTube.com. All right, I'm calling it. All right. We did a good job. Good fun. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I think that's it. I think we're I'm John right. Congdon. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm Tom Rainer. <laughs> you guys suck. This has been really ugly. I hate all you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. PHP Ugly can be found on Twitter at PHP Ugly. You can also follow the host, Tom Rydown, on Twitter at Real Rydown, John Congdon on Twitter at John Congdon, and myself, Eric Van Johnson, on Twitter at Shokum. That's spelled S-H-O-C-M. Notes and links from this episode can be found on GitHub at github.com forward slash PHP Ugly forward slash podcast. <laughs>